Good day, friends, and thank you for joining me on the podcast as we continue to look at the life of Jesus and today, specifically the younger years of Jesus. We don't have a lot of information on the younger years, but I'm going to read you a few verses of scripture, which is Jesus at 12 years old, and this is all we hear from him until basically he starts his ministry somewhere around 30 years old or so. So it says, when Jesus was 12 years old, he accompanied his parents to Jerusalem for the annual Passover festival, which they attended each year. And after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus, he stayed behind in Jerusalem, and his parents didn't miss him the first day. They assumed he was with friends or with the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that night, they started to look for him among their relatives and friends, and when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him. He was in the temple. He's sitting among the teachers of the law, discussing deep questions with them and amazing everyone with his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. So his mother said, son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. Jesus answers them, but why did you need to search? Didn't you realize that I would be here at the temple in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. So he returned to Jerusalem with them. He was obedient to them, and his mother stored away all these things in her heart. And so Jesus grew. He grew in wisdom and in stature, tall and wise, and was loved by God and man. So that's what we have about Jesus, again, until he starts his ministry. So he's 12 years old, and today the Jewish folk at 13, a young man would have his bar mitzvah, and so <clears throat> basically that's what you're looking at here. Jesus is coming out as a, as, as a young man now, so he can at this point start to participate in the festivals and the services in a little different manner. He can keep the religious precepts and uh, he's eligible, eligible more to take part in public service apart from his parents. So Jesus is coming out publicly as a young adult. And it's Passover time, as it said there, that was one of the three required festivals where all the Jews had to gather and go. And they're traveling there from Nazareth, which basically Nazareth is about 90 miles away. So this is going to be a considerable journey, probably walking-wise, it's going to take them two and a half or three days If you drove today from Nazareth to Jerusalem, it'd probably take you a couple of hours. So you can see why the parents were upset that they couldn't find Jesus because it meant we're leaving Jerusalem to go home to Nazareth. We're taking a day. We realize you're not here. It's going to be another day back to Jerusalem and then another two and a half to three days home. Now, it was normal at the festival time, at the Passover time, for the young men like Jesus to go to the temple and sit with the rabbis. This would be like the first time they would be able to sit down with the the rabbis and talk to them kind of man-to-man type of thing. And the rabbis would pass on their knowledge to them, and there would be a period of really questioning and answering. Now, the rabbis would be questioning the students or the young guys to try to bring out from them uh, their understanding of the law. 
But behold, what's happening here is Jesus is holding court with them. The student was becoming the teacher. He's amazing them with his understanding. And he's, uh, <clears throat> the questions that they were asking him and the answers that they were giving him, they're amazed with his wisdom, his understanding, and his knowledge beyond his years. <clears throat> they became so intrigued that when the festival was over and Mary and Joseph are going home with all the others, Jesus is so caught up that he's, he's left, he's not left behind, he's purposely staying behind to continue the conversation with the other rabbis. Now, <clears throat> Mary and Joseph assume that Jesus is with the others. See, when they traveled back and forth, when a man, a young man like Jesus at his age would now be, a, be able to travel, walk there separate from his parents. In other words, he could be hanging out with the other young people. He could be with relatives. That's why they really didn't know where he was. <clears throat> So amazingly, they go back and they find Jesus, and it says that he's amazing the teachers of the law. And it doesn't say what specifically the topic was, but and we don't know. But I'm assuming they're going to be talking to Jesus about the letter of the law, and I think he's amazing them with his understanding of the spirit of the law. Because as Jesus began his ministry later on, as, as, you know, 30 years old or so for the time that he ministered after that, he was always more into the spirit of the law. What is this law all about? Love the Lord thy God, heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor as, as yourself. He, he was always interested not so much in the letter, which he did fulfill the letter, but he's not so much interested in sharing that with others as what is the spirit of this law? And I think that's what he's probably doing here at a very young age is he's really got them shaking their head because they're hearing things from him beyond his years. And the, and the, it's, and the teachers of the law, I mean, among them, obviously, are scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, and the rabbis that were among them. The fact is they weren't amazed with Jesus here and they never got it later in his life. Now, it's interesting here to see Jesus talking to them about the law, because uh, when you look at the ministry of Christ later on, you don't really find him teaching scripture. You will find him at time to time referring to scripture, but not really so much breaking over. You know how today we will look through some of the Old Testament books and we'll say, okay, we're going to study the book of Isaiah and we'll... Jesus really didn't do that. He referenced a lot of scriptures, but he really didn't break open and studies the scriptures in the in the same way that we would do it today. And why is that? Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God to man. He was obviously was the king of king and the lord of lords. But the message right from John the Baptist at the beginning and then Jesus following is repent for the kingdom of God has come. So Jesus is coming as the fulfillment of all the law and he's bringing something brand new. He's going to bring the kingdom of God to mankind. And he is the living word of God. So the living word of God really didn't need to teach the written word of God because he was living out the fulfillment of the written word of God. 
if hoping you understand what I'm saying there. Jesus, when Jesus is the law of God, I don't know how else to put it other than to say that everything of the Godhead is in Christ Jesus. All of that written word, he comes and he fulfills it as the living word. And so now it's not so much that we're following the old covenant law or the Mosaic covenant. We're following Jesus, who is the fulfillment of all of that. We follow him. We listen to him. As as the father said one time, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And when he said that to him, Moses was on one side, Elijah was on the other side, the law and the prophets. And of course, Peter wanted to build for, oh, let's build a monument here in honor of Jesus, uh, Moses, and Elijah. And all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets disappear. The only one left is Jesus. And the father says, hear him, follow him. Now, I hope you understand what I'm going to say here. We can get so bogged down interpreting and debating the written word of God that sometimes we can't hear the voice of the living word of God. And again, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I've, I've said that before and people think you're dishonoring the scriptures. No, I'm not dishonoring the scriptures. I'm honoring Jesus. I'm saying he's the fulfillment of all the scriptures. And again, we create doctrines and different things that we teach to other people. And sometimes in, in all of what we're doing, we're not teaching people hear from God, follow Jesus, hear his voice. Now I mentioned about Jesus not t- teaching scripture. There was one time after his resurrection <clears throat> where he actually, excuse me a minute. <clears throat> I'm sorry. There was some time after his resurrection. There's two guys that are walking back from Jerusalem to their hometown of Emmaus. That story is in uh, Luke, the 24th chapter. And that walk was about a seven-mile walk. And what Jesus did to them, they didn't even recognize Jesus at the time. There was something different in his resurrected body that they, you know, was so amazing and so pure and so, which should give us a great hope that they didn't even recognize him. <clears throat> but what he did on that road is he took all the scriptures and said he started a way back, even in Genesis, and he goes through all the old covenant scriptures in the sense of trying to show them they all pointed to me. That was the purpose of them all. I am the fulfillment of all history. And so he showed them how it all pointed to him. And, in the, and all of a sudden in the breaking of bread, it says, their eyes were opened. And all of a sudden they understand, wow, this is actually Jesus. And their whole understanding was changed from that point on. As a matter of fact, they got so excited, they ran back to Jerusalem to tell the others, we've seen him. Because all of a sudden, everything became clear to them that they saw that all the scriptures just pointed to Jesus There's a a verse that's written that says the law and the prophets were until John, but then grace and truth comes with Jesus. 
See, the Jewish folk honored and almost got to the point where with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the books they had written about the law and everything else, the people were honoring the written word and without realizing it, worshiping, worshiping the written word and not the one that the Bible pointed to, not the one the scriptures pointed to, the living word of God. Anyway, back to the story. When Jesus is in the temple with the teachers of the law and the parents are on their way home and then they realize, well, Jesus isn't with the relatives. He's not with the others. So they didn't know what to think. So they go back. And it's, it's interesting that when they go back and they do find him in the temple, Mary, his mother, speaks up. Not Joseph. It's Mary that speaks up. And she said, your father and I have been looking all over for you. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound kind of familiar, typical? But Jesus is very calm in answering, almost reminding. I got to think he's basically telling his mother, mother, you, above all people, know where my life is going. You know that you were con- how you were conceived me. You know this is a, I am the son of God. And above everyone else, you would know that there was going to come a point in my life where I needed to be about my father's business. And folks, how many mothers and fathers, for that matter, have difficulty releasing their kids? And you can see Mary struggle here. She knows, but yet that she's basically trying to tell him, not now. It's not time yet. But Jesus lets her know. I know the call of God that's on my life. And I wanted to bring this out to us. And boy, I am so sorry. Excuse me. It is embarrassing to have to do that. But my throat, I have difficulty sometimes clearing my throat. I apologize. Jesus knows the call of God that's on his life. But is it time yet for him to be sent? No, it's really not. And I wanted to share that there can be a time where there's a calling on your life and then a period before you're sent out. And what's that called? The time of preparation. And sometimes the time of preparation can be frustrating and difficult for us. I don't know. Can't speak for Jesus. I I can say this for Jesus. We don't hear about him again until he's 30 years old. History tells us that his father died at a young age, which means Jesus being the oldest one, what was he? The head of the household. So never think Jesus doesn't know about raising a family because he does. He was responsible as a man for that family as he got older. And I think it was even difficult for Mary later on to let him go because of the, because of that position and that, that the bond that had developed there. But anyway, there can be a difference in our lives between the calling and the sending, the preparation time. And I had a guy years ago, I was in a uh, meeting and a gentleman just came over and began to pray for me and he laid his hands on me. And I don't think I had been redeemed more than a year or so. And he said, days of preparation, days of preparation. And he kept saying it about three times, basically telling me, God is preparing you for what lies ahead. But preparation can be difficult sometimes, and sometimes we want to force the issue. 
but God's timing is absolutely everything. Even Jesus did not start his ministry. He's here in the temple telling them everything they need to know at 12 years old, but he does not begin his ministry until later on. It wasn't God's time yet. In the fullness of time, at just the right time, He was sent out by his father, and his father sent out John the Baptist first to pave the way for Jesus. And when Jesus saw John the Baptist, what was going on, he knew the time has come. And Jesus had years of preparation for how long a ministry? I mean, what did it last? Maybe three years? Jesus didn't have a career. He had a calling. And sometimes we think, well, what has God called me to do in life? And sometimes people can get frustrated because they don't feel like they've really accomplished in life what they what they felt they should or have I done for God all I can. What if it's for such a time of this that God has been preparing you? It is not the length of what you do. It's the power of what you do in the time frame that God gives you. And I say that as an encouragement to people because don't think, oh, I've wasted this, I've wasted that. Look to God because it could be right now for a brief period of time that God could use you under the anointing of his Holy Spirit and you could set the captive, the oppressed, and the suppressed free. Again, I'll say it, it's not the length, it's not a career, it's a calling. And it's the anointing on you for the mission that God, whatever it is that God would give you in life, it could be just in your neighborhood, it could be on your job, whatever. But when that anointing comes on you, it will be transforming, not just for you, but for others. Okay. And it says, Jesus returned with them and was obedient to them. And he grew in wisdom and in stature. Jesus had to mature. He had to grow and he had to mature. And then God sent him out. And I don't know, maybe there's someone that's listening today and maybe you could be younger. Just continue to grow. Follow him. Continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of him. Don't worry about what you're supposed to do because when the time comes, Jesus will let you know. He will bring you into it, sometimes without you even looking for it. I can remember when, again, I said a man laid his hands on me, and one day I was walking into church. I was, again, I was not a Christian for that long, and my pastor turned to me and said that class over there, it was a middle school class, And he told me the teacher didn't show up today. Go in there and teach them. Okay. I was totally unprepared. Never done it before in my life. And I went into these young kids and taught the class. And for whatever reason, I taught them two or three times. And then he told me, now uh, you got to go over there and teach the high school kids. And so I went in and taught the high school kids. Really, really enjoyed that class too. Those young people were sharp and uh, really had a good time. And then the next thing he did is he told me, you're going to go upstairs and you're going to teach the adults. And so it just happened. It just got open this door. God opens that door. And sometimes he even shuts them. But it's all good. Whatever God's called you to do, whatever he wants you to do, he'll see 
that it comes to pass. I don't know why I'm using this scripture right now, but in your patience, possess your soul. <laughs> well, that's only 20 minutes, but I'm all done, folks, until the uh, next time. And we're going to begin to look at the next one in this, um, uh, at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. And there's some really things I want to bring out there. And uh, as he comes forth, first he shows and demonstrates to them the kingdom. And then he begins to teach them about life in the kingdom. And the reason I, I think it's very important because uh, sometimes I think the message of Jesus, the kingdom of God, and the life that Jesus talked about in that kingdom, I think sometimes today it's been misunderstood, misrepresented. I think sometimes we've really, really, really gotten away from the kingdom, the character of Jesus and what his message was really all about. But in any event, if you... Bear with me and listen the next time we'll, we'll start to get into that. Thank you. God bless.